time we're going to pour our Kool-Aid down the throats of a new global audience that's going to learn that it all started here tonight. Welcome to a live Squared Circle podcast. Andy Evans here, of course, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind. It's Stefan Bennett. Stefan, how you doing, my friend? In this one. You know what? That's a really good start to the live era. I forgot to take you off mute. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, it would have been a good show for, for however we're been. going to. <laughs> yeah, hello, Andy. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's an exciting uh, new uh, show we're bringing you this evening, our very first live Squared Circle Wrestling podcast. And uh, we've got a lot to get through. It's been uh, a crazy weekend. Uh, let's get to it. I'm excited. Exactly. So coming up on the show. Now, if you're listening on podcast, you're not going to notice any difference because we're doing this as we would do a normal live, a normal podcast taping. Uh, the only difference is you can now watch us make idiots of ourselves instead of just listening to us making idiots of ourselves. So, coming up on this show tonight, we have got some news coming out of the Royal Rumble, plus we are going to be going back and looking and giving our re- our recap, our thoughts from this past Saturday from the 2023 WWE Royal Rumble. If you are watching us at the moment on YouTube, then thank you for joining us. You can get involved by using the chat room. You can leave your comment in the chat and we will react to it live and put it on screen as long as it's family friendly we've also got your favorite so we've got a little bit of the bubbly uh but without the sound effect uh we do have a listener voicemail regarding the rumble we'll play that later on so stefan if they want to get in contact with us here at the squared circle how do you go about doing it now it's a lot easier it is a lot easier. As you can see, we have some of the details down below just here. But for those of you who are listening in uh, a little bit later, as Andy said, you can get your very own little bit of the bubbly uh, by contacting us on WhatsApp. That's 077 243 1752. 077 243 1752. Of course, on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash retro chat podcast. Or you can go on Facebook and just search the Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. For your Instagram, go to instagram.com forward slash TSC Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash wrestling TSC. And if you want to get in touch with us on email, it's Squared Circle Podcast 2022 at gmail.com. Okay, we might need to update the show plan because the YouTube, it's the same channel, but with a different name. It's now TSC Wrestling Podcast, exactly the same to the Instagram. Uh, We will update that. Uh, Right. Shall we do it? Shall we get on with the news? Uh, Sponsored this week by Wrestling Merch Central. So let's kick it off, shall we? And we're going to go back. So last week at Raw 30, because the nature boy, Ric Flair, was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the Raw's 30 show last week. Now, he revealed on his podcast to be the man that he actually apologized to the man, Becky Lynch, 
and shook her husband, Seth Rollins' hand backstage. Now, both Becky and Flair have traded shots on social media in recent years regarding issues over the trademark of the man, which the Nature Boy sold to the WWE back in May 2020. So he said, and this is a quote, I apologize to Becky Lynch. Woo! I walked up to her and said, may I speak with you for a minute? Woo! I just said, I'm sorry this ever got to where it is. I went over and shook Chef Rollins' hand and I said, I'm going to apologize to your wife. I've just decided that all came with the documentary. Sometimes you get so wrapped up in things that you just forget. And you say it so many times for so many years. But the man trademark, the whole thing was decided by someone besides he, she and I. It's not that as much as the money that was involved, which the company reaps the better part of it anyway. Then I saw her with her child and I thought, God, this is going to be Ashley someday and Megan now with Morgan. It's not worth it. I'm not the man anymore. The man is whoever the people think it is. Now, he carries on talking about, you know, Tom Brady and, and all this type of thing. But you know what really got me about this whole thing when it first actually started coming out was the fact that, he sold it to the WWE, so they can do whatever they want to do with it, right? Essentially, exactly. That is, when you when you sell something on, you give up the rights to it, which means the purchaser and the, the new owner of whatever trademarks and uh, copyright or anything like that, it's theirs to do what they will uh, with it. There's, you know, he can't really complain. Um, so I'm, I am glad that the hatchet's been buried on this subject uh, because it's something very, very silly to fall out of. Uh, over and and I'm I'm just glad that all seems to be well with the man and the the man that always was the man uh, <laughs> and that could just get even more confusing so we'll leave it at that yeah I'm just glad it sorted it was very silly to fall out over something like that it was and you know speculation is back he's back with the WWE apparently he also had a one hour conversation with Triple H and ironed out a lot of issues and these two were you know you think about it these two were so close they were kind of like bread and butter and, and just there at all times but now you know they've buried the hatchet so to speak and i suppose to play the game you've got to be friends with the game especially these days well, in wwe essentially i mean they've got great history together i mean triple h has never shied away from how much rick flair's meant to him in the past especially when he was growing up as a rick flair fan and to be able to work with him, you know, with Evolution and the things they did there, um, you know, it, it's it's heartwarming to know that their personal relationships, uh, as well as potential, you know, business relationships, are um, been re rebuilt uh, and reignited, and that's that's good to to know. Absolutely right. So speculation continues on the sale of WWE and the NBC Universal CEO, Jeff Schell, uh, discussed the acquisition plans amid the sale speculation. He said, and he appeared to address the possibility during a recent Comcast earnings call, that since Vince's return to the board of directors, there's been a lot of speculation about the sale with the company reportedly likely to sell up before mid 2023. Now, as we all know, NBC Universal Peacock is the exclusive home of all WWE content in the US. God, did we not know about that during the Royal mm. Rumble? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but during the January 26 call, Shell noted that the company is always interested in making acquisitions they felt were worthwhile. Although he did not specifically address the WWE situation, he did say, we're always looking for bolt-on acquisitions that bolster our businesses. Two examples. 
We bought DreamWorks Animation and it's been paying off steadily since our acquisition. Just now with Puss in Boots The Last Wish, which is a big hit at the box office and really our entrance back into the Shrek universe, continues to make that acquisition look really favourable. And how Blumhouse investment over time, where we're partners with Jason Bloom and we have a big hit with, is it, do you say Megan? Megan, Megan, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Which is coming out of that investment. So, yes. That movie sucks, by the way. Just putting that out there. I I saw Megan when it opened on opening weekend and it really sucked. Uh, Just putting that out there. Sorry. Not seen it yet, but I was meant to be going with my wife to to go and see it. But we'll, uh, we'll avoid that now. I have, however, seen Puss in Boots. Yeah, I I, I lost interest in the Shrek universe a while back. Um, (laughs) We'll move on for that because this isn't about movie reviews. Um, You can't even uh, say it, so it's definitely not about it. I'm not going going for that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, Talking to Wrestling Inc. on Saturday morning at the WWE 2K23 event prior to the Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins was asked about some free agents and whether he would like to see any of them back. Regarding CM Punk, Seth Rollins didn't shy away uh, at all. He made it perfectly clear by saying, stay away, you cancer. Get away from me forever. I don't like Phil Brooks. He's a jerk. Did we just figure that out? We figured it out over there. We knew it over here. I don't want him back. Go do something else. Bye-bye. See you later. Now, (laughs) Punk and Rollins had brief history in WWE as part of an angle with The Shield throughout uh, 2013 and 2014. Seth Rollins was, however, more open to FTR, potentially returning to WWE when their deals are up. In April, he called them great talent and good guys who he has a great relationship with and would love to see them come back. So, uh, yeah, um, Seth Rollins making that abundantly clear. CM Punk, stay away. So where where do we think this is landing, right? Because we're hearing so many different contrary reports about what's meant to be happening. So the plans are originally that that Tony Khan was going to try and buy Punk out of his contract. Then he was going to let him go. That was going to be it. See you later. Bye-bye. Don't come back. Uh, Don't collect go when you pass £200. But now we're hearing rumours that they're just going to keep his contract running, tie him under... Uh, but not give him any creative. Now, if you were CM Punk, you'd be sat there going, well, you're a Muppet. Thanks very much for that. I'm just going to sit home and get my paycheck every month. Yeah, and uh, I I actually think that is something CM Punk would do. Um, I do find it very interesting, though, because let's face it, Tony Khan financially can quite easily pay and buy CM Punk out of his contract. Why he hasn't done it at the moment, I don't know. I know a lot of the popularity with CM Punk's died down now because people have accepted that you know, pretty much accepted that CM Punk may be done with wrestling again uh, for good, um, that he's probably not going to be welcome anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is a very uh, interesting situation. Um, I mean, I know there's still some people out there that would, for whatever reason, love to see CM Punk back in WWE. Uh, I think that ship's sailed. I would, you know, it's WWE. Never, never say never, especially when they get Goldberg back every couple of years. Um, so you never know, but who knows? Um, who knows whether or not there was a little bit of a work in that uh, from, from Rollins. Maybe Rollins might be thinking, you know what, we can use that down the line as uh, as, as a bit of a uh, a bit of fuel for if Punk was to come back and maybe potentially have something with Rollins, and they could use that as a catalyst. I mean, we know Seth Rollins is always a worker. I mean, we know he's he's absolute a star at what he does, but. If this is legit, if this level of, you know, feeling towards Phil Brooks 
is is there and it's it's prevalent then really he's got no chance of going back to wwe and actually i think the other question is could he hang with wwe these days you know you look at the likes of cody rhodes you look at the like of seth rollins you look at the likes of you know bobby Roode, dolph ziggler brom breaker and nxt you know forget main roster look at nxt punk couldn't handle them he couldn't last with those guys yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think there's an element of, uh, especially when you've been wrestling for many, many years and uh, you go to new workplace or you end up with younger talent, and that is, I think we're in a, an era now where you either adapt or, or bye-bye. And I think that was also something that, although not completely black and white, but I think was a little bit element back in 97 with Bret Hart when WWE wanted to go down that new direction uh, path with starting to introduce the um the attitude era i mean brett's made it known many times he didn't agree with that direction that wwe were going to go in and um and a lot of people felt that he didn't fit uh that which made it very confusing on why he went to wcw when considering wcw were kind of starting that more real life sort of kind of promotion uh, and going away from all like the superhero comic book characters that wwe and all that lot have done for many years prior um so i think i don't think cm punk uh is the sort of person that's willing to adapt and i think that's probably what one of his undoings at uh aew is he wasn't willing to adapt to you know the locker room and mm. it, it may have been a case of he came in was like i'm cm punk i'm one of the biggest names in, in the wrestling world you know all eyes are on me because i'm making a comeback and you know and i'm going to make this company millions of dollars in you know merch and whatnot and ticket sales and i just think it's his attitude overall and it's really it's such a, a shame considering you know being a punk fan for many years up until you know recently to see that he he's he's kind of you know been seen to be ousted as being that sort of person and it, it really is a shame to see that I think a lot of it is brought on himself, though. I mean, if you go oh, yeah. back to August, if you go back to August of, uh, was it 2021? 20, 2021, wasn't it, when he came back the first time to, to All Elite? Um, that that pop was huge, and, and you echo it to the Cody pop at, at WrestleMania 38. But interest, I think, quickly died down because the, the problem was Punk is not the same Punk as what he was back in the WWE. When you think about that pipe bomb promo, which is what he made his, let, let's be frank, in WWE, that's what he made his name for, was the pipe bomb promo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he put on some good matches, but it was, it, that's what made him relevant. That's what you think about. When you think of CM Punk, you think of that pipe bomb. Um, I can't really think of anything with All Elite apart from a fight that we didn't get to see backstage at All Out, which pretty much has done his career is he bothered i genuinely don't think he is because he makes so many so. so many jokes right. about it on on commentary now for, for ufc but at the same point if you were wwe you must be sat there going he is a gamble he is a risk do i really want him back in my company well it's interesting that you say that uh, i was just going to add to that that uh, in the raw 30 uh, all of the video packages all the highlight packages they put out one of the one of the uh, the moments in raw history that's gone down as one of the top uh, moments in raw history was the pipe bomb segment they didn't include any of it or refer to it or there was nothing no mention of it whatsoever so judging by that i would assume they're not willing to build any kind of bridges with with cm punk uh, yeah but so, you, you, you you say that if you look at the you know if you look at the by the numbers video this past week that they did they took daniel bryan into the longest 
streaking the men's Royal Rumble and replacing with Rey Mysterio. They went back one and he left on relatively, from what we know, good terms. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the Bella twins, maybe not so much these days, but you know, Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson left on, on good terms with WWE and he has been eliminated. Now that, that surprises me because it's triple H and you think with Hunter running the game, you know, this wrestling historian, this, this, this prevalent legacy that he would keep him in, which makes you wonder if it is a McMahonism, but you know, it is possible. I mean, that's something I don't think we're likely to know unless anyone speaks up about it and actually makes it known. I think it's something we're just going to have to sort of just be like, well, if that's the case, it's pretty sad and, yeah. and petty, but then again, it is WWE, and we've known WWE to be petty at times over over even the mine minutest of things. Uh, what I just don't like about it is the fact that you know us fans who have been fans for many years, we know it happened. We know the people that have been in that company. We know what they've been and done. Don't treat us like you know it, they were never a part of it, like they never existed, and these things never happened. You know, we're not idiots. We you know, I just wish mm. they would accept that and just be like, yeah, it happened. There you go. There's a reminder. Blah blah blah. And if it catches at someone in the, a, a new audience member who's new newer to the promotion that, and actually thinks, oh, I didn't know that happened. Boom, they can go on the network, look it up, and you know, and yeah. watch it. So you know, yeah. It, and that's the thing that, that really shocks me about WWE it, it is the fact that you've got this over-the-top streaming platform, whether you like it, whether you don't, whether it's available in your country or not, um, Australia, um, US, Thailand. But, it, you know, whether or not it's available or not, you can easily go back and watch anything. You know, it, it's Rumble season, right? Since we've started talking about the Rumble, I've gone back and watched the 88, 89, 93, 94, 95, 96 97 2001 rumble matches not the rumbles the rumble matches right um because they're they're a good watch and they're about an hour but there's superstars in there that don't even get talked about now but yet you can go and watch them on the network so why would you yeah. eliminate them apart from the obvious one going back to the conversation we had last week check it in the archives about a certain a certain canadian wrestler there's obvious reasons why you wouldn't promote him but why would you eliminate these guys from your history because they're there <clears throat> yeah. they're part of it they're a part Absolutely. of our, our journey in this world of, of professional wrestling but what do you think on this if you're watching us live leave a comment in the chat room um, or drop us a live whatsapp and we'll read it on the show 077-243-12752 that's 077-243-12752 if you're listening on podcast let us know what you think as well by tweeting us instagramming us or dropping us a whatsapp or leaving us a voice a, a voice a voice mail easy for me to say you can tell we're live can't you uh we're live pal we're live brother <laughs> now one of the things that's also live right now is a brand new broadcast deal with dazzin network and all elite wrestling now this is really surprising and we'll talk about this more in a second but dazzin have announced that they have signed a major partnership with All Elite that will dramatically expand its reach outside of the US. Now, this is going to be everything. It will be Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, Dark Elevation, and Battle of the Belts in various markets across Europe. Now, there's been a lot of conversation about this because people have been saying, hang on a minute, what about Fight? What about ITV here in the UK? Those deals are not changing. We are not part 
of the days in is it how do you say it is it does it's actually pronounced the zone it's it but it's it's like an abbreviated it's it's actually the zone it's Why? a british um, that zone I, I i don't know and it's not though that, that it's is doesn't. That pronounced apparently yeah Where's the O? If it's the zone, where's the O? It's, it's just an abbreviated name that, uh, that they're marketing there. But, but apparently it's... the actual term to call it is the zone. But it makes no sense. I know. I'm sorry. I'm old. I'm sorry, listeners. I am very old. But it makes no sense. I hate it when they do that. Um, but what makes it interesting, though, going back to this, is only a couple of weeks ago, Impact announced that they had signed a, a, a deal with DAZN. Um, and they were going, and that is going to affect us here in the UK. Obviously, now the 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 over the top platform I can't call it design. It is not design; it's rubbish. Just call it um, everyone now knows what you mean. So, does it? Um, the the OTT is an over the top streaming platform similar to the WWE Network. It is a paywall, so you do pay to to pay the viewers a subscription platform. But how good is this for all elite? And isn't it a changing of the guards when you think about television rights and media distribution that it's moving away from these linear platforms that we all know, like Fox, like NBC, like Sky, like Comcast, like BT, and moving to streaming. So you've you got to think that's where the future's going, isn't it? But how cool is it to have one platform which has got loads of content on? That's what I think it needs to be. You know, we've, we've covered in recent months the whole situation between TV broadcasting and stream service and uh, and all that lot. And I think that's what benefits uh, wrestling fans most is to just have one place, one source where they could get their wrestling fix from multiple promotions. Um, you know, obviously WWE are gonna, always going to do their thing. Um, but if you can get AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact and, you know, maybe even New Japan and that all under one roof, you know, you, you're laughing. Like that's two subscription. If you, if you're interested in WWE, of course, as well as those promotions, that's two subscriptions instead of multiple. And I think that's a really good move. And I think that benefits the, the fan uh, mostly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree because you know all Elite does put out a good product, and it's it's one of the highest, if not the highest rated show on ITV. It's a shame it's on, you know, ITV Four when you watch it. But still, if you watch it on ITVX. And you pay the premium, you pay the subscription. There's no ads. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, you um, can watch it live on Fight over here in the UK as well as part of all. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, finally, um, for before we get into our uh, everything, all things Royal Rumble, um, yeah. the speculation regarding Dwayne the Rock Johnson's involvement potentially at WrestleMania 39. Well, Chief WWE Chief Creative Officer Paul Triple H Levesque has now addressed this. And a possible appearance by The Rock at WrestleMania 39 at his Royal Rumble press conference, which followed the event on Saturday evening. Triple H was asked about whether or not The Rock would be appearing at WrestleMania 39 on April 1st and April 2nd at SoFi Stadium. Triple H has said, I just don't think it's in the cards. He, he can't get in shape in time. That's what you all tell me, he joked before answering the question honestly by saying that The Rock is currently incredibly busy. He then went on to say there's a part of him that if he could be there here for this WrestleMania in Hollywood, he would turn over every stone and walk through fire to be able to do it. I just don't think it's on the cards. Triple H went on to state that due to a mutual respect between The Rock and WWE, he would not expect an appearance unless The Rock was able to devote himself fully to the experience. Triple H said that the door, however, does remain open for appearances by The Rock in the future and that the company has what they call an open door policy for The Rock. 
uh, and went on to say that respect factor both ways. He wouldn't want to do it unless he could be could absolutely do it. You know, there's no way that he would show up here and half ass it. There is no way he would show up here and not come in and put every single thing into it and make it the best it possibly could be. So unless he could do that, it won't happen. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to be seeing Dwayne Rock Johnson at WrestleMania 39. Who knows for 40 in Philadelphia? Unlikely. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think if it was going to happen, it was going to happen this time. Um, but, yeah, not going to happen. Okay, this is going to be controversial here. Okay. I'm not bothered. I'm not. The, the Rock's got nothing left to prove. It's just almost well, doing something. Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the reason that you know I'm saying I'm not bothered is everybody's talking about this match with with Roman, right? It's got to happen. It's going to be the main event of WrestleMania. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be this. No, I, I'm. I don't need to see it, right? Let's, no. let's say it frankly, Roman has got two titles. Yes, we already know Roman has got to defend the title against the Rumble winner. Yeah, we know that's going to happen on either night one or night two. Yeah. Yep. We now know following the rumble that obviously there's there's a breakdown in the bloodline. We'll talk more about that in just a second. So I'm more interested to see what they're going to do with the rumble winner, what they're going to do with Sami Zayn, what are they going to do with the bloodline, rather than yep. bringing in The Rock to have a match, which really, um, if they're going to promote it, you promote it like you did with Rock Cena, you know, once in a lifetime, and which was actually twice in a lifetime, and you promote it over the course of a year. Give it that build-up, because really... They've only got what sixteen weeks now until WrestleMania. It's not that it's not that long. Um, you know, don't rush it. If you're gonna do it, build it properly. But saying that, that's a typical. We're not going to give you the full answers. And with WWE, you're not going to turn around now and say, "Yeah, Rock's going to be at WrestleMania." Of course he is. You're going to hype it. If they suddenly do an announcement to say Rock is going to appear on Raw or Rock's going to appear on SmackDown you know it's happening. Personally, I don't want to see it. I don't have any interest for it. I don't think... Would it be a good match? I don't actually think it would be a good match either. I think it would be one of those ones that would be up here in the higher echelon of our expectations and we would never be satisfied with it. Similar to what we it, talked about. Yeah. With it's more it's more like a special attraction match than anything yeah. overly serious. I mean, I can understand why they would do it. Obviously, everyone knows Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Roman Reigns' cousin. You know, I know Dwayne Johnson said in an interview about a month or so ago, uh, he was actually asked about Roman Reigns being head of the table and Dwayne Johnson turned and I said, no, 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 I'm head of the table. And it kind of got people talking and speculating even more, adding fuel to the fire. But yeah, we don't need to see the match. I mean, there, I mean, there, there are some people talking at the moment about where, and we will get into it into um uh, in uh, uh, in our Rumble review shortly. Um, but uh, there's talk about a certain Uso member who's walked out of the bloodline. We will cover that. And apparently they might be making the call to their cousin going, hey, cuz, you know, my other cuz, our other cuz is going too far. Uh, you need to come sort him out. Uso, come on, like, you know, not going to happen. Let's put that to bed. But we will talk about everything else. Bloodline, Sammy, uh, Sammy Uso, not anymore. In our uh, Rumble review. Please don't ever do that impression again. I'm not doing that. There that, wasn't even an impression. That was just that, like... Just, yeah. That that was worse than my intro to the show last week. Yeah. Followed by the fact that you think that Ric Flair goes, woo, after every sentence. He does, right? No. <laughs> ah, okay. He doesn't. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, we're going to take a very quick 
uh, break. And when I say quick, I mean quick. And we will be back with what we're here to talk about this week, the Royal Rumble review. Did it live up to the hype? Did it live up to the expectations? Did the right people win it? And more importantly, did I kick Stefan's ass on the Prediction League? We'll find out after this. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. And everything's got a price tag on it. And this show, The Squared Circle, has been bought by the million dollar man. <laughs> All right, so we are back with more of The Squared Circle. This is it, guys. The Royal Rumble recap. Now, big thanks to Dan, who joined me, who joined us. Not me. I'm so used to doing a solo show before we started doing this again. Uh, who joined us last week to do the predictions for the Royal Rumble. We've got all of those results coming up. But first things first, Stefan, what did you think of the Royal Rumble uh, this year? Uh, if I was to give it a mark out of 10, I'd give it a 6. Um, the reason being, I, 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 I think... Oh. Not sure what's happening. Oh, Stefan, you kind of went off air there. Don't quite know uh, what happened. So uh, I don't know. Things were happening. So That's uh, what you yeah, call sorry. a technical problem. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. So, yeah, as I was saying, uh, if I was going to give Raw Rumble a mark out of 10, it would be a six. Um, I was not uh we'll, we'll we'll break down the matches individually shortly and give our feelers on it um i was disappointed with aspects of the rumble um i thought both mat the rumble matches themselves were, were, were good rumble matches uh i just expected a little and hoped for a little bit more and maybe a little something different in terms of the winners um i just felt it was a little too predictable i was hoping that both predicted and almost obvious winners weren't actually going to end up the winners. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, I thought. Yeah. I think I, I kind of agree with you as well. I think it was, I think we did that thing that, that Dan was talking about last week where we kind of lived up to the hype of, of the Royal rumble. And it, was it going to be what we wanted it to be? Was we it going to be this? We, we overbooked the match. We over considered the finishes. We overdid that. We overdid this, but in, in general, though, I thought it was a pretty good event. I mean, I tried to watch it live. Um, I started watching it live, and then I fell asleep. So I did the Royal Rumble. The, the match order really did surprise me. Yeah. Um, the, the the way they laid out the card, it, it makes, it, in some ways it made sense, but it did surprise me. Um, and if you think about it, the actual royal rumble match every 90 seconds a new entrance came in um it it went fast but it also was quite slow mm. as well i mean it took ages before we had the first elimination yeah that that is true i was also surprised by the first elimination as well what is going on with carrying cross in wwe i do not know i was kind of thinking maybe that you know we had that discussion where i was saying about how I feel that they're just biding their time and waiting to pull the trigger at the right moment to get him to do something. But, you know, losing to Rey Mysterio on SmackDown the night before and then being the first eliminated in the Rumble, it was just absolutely just... 
I, I was taken back by it. I, I really was. I don't know what's going on there. I was really disappointed in that because I actually thought a rumble could have been a good platform for carrying across to actually, you know, showcase something. Um, but um, yeah, just for me, just just wasn't wasn't. We had me. a we've had a live comment come in from the chat room. Thank you to Alan Black, the Madman Rambling. I love that name. Uh, he said, "I watched the pay per view live in full, and I was scratching my head at the match order." I think so were we. Um, but are you sure Karrion Cross was the first one eliminated? I thought it was The Miz. Oh, was it, it was one of the first two. I'm, I'm, let's I have a look at let's have a look at the at the order. Cover me, cover me, cover me. The Miz was the first. Uh, yeah, The Miz was eliminated first. Right. Then okay, so The Miz was eliminated first, and then Karrion Cross was second. Yeah, Xavier Woods was third, and Kofi Kingston was fourth. Yeah. So. Even then, you know, one of the first two, I actually thought he might go on a bit of on a bit of a tandem of um, being very aggressive and you know looking rather threatening because he's yeah. an opposing character. You'd expect that from him. We didn't but get didn't that. Get, but it goes back to what we were talking about last week, though, on the show, doesn't it? The yeah. fact that they don't know what they're doing with Carrying Cross. If you talk about um the returns from this year, I actually think most of the male returns have been quite disappointing. You know, Johnny Gargano hasn't reached the echelon that we expected Gargano to reach. Okay, fair enough. He was injured with the shoulder most recently. Um, Bray Wyatt's return has been fairly mixed. And obviously we're going to talk about the pitch black match. Sorry, the Mountain Dew pitch black match in in just a second. And now you've got Karrion Cross, who yeah. has not lived up to the hype. You know, it's it's a shame because... He was one of the ones that you wanted to do well when he came back, but it just seems like they dropped the ball with them. It, it, it would appear so. It would appear so. But um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go into it in a bit more detail when we go when we cover the the full match. Um, but uh, what Triple H did announce, though, which was very interesting as well, uh, he's actually announced at the Royal Rumble press conference that WWE have achieved a record gate for WrestleMania 39 without announcing a single match. Um, so the two huge, uh, the two night huge event at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles uh, on April 1st and April 2nd, he said, "All we know is is Cody Rhodes will be there, and Rhea Ripley will be there. That's it." That's incredible to to reach a record gate for a WrestleMania without a single match being announced. Because even by now, even usually by the Royal Rumble, we usually have at least one match announced. Yeah, uh, that, that's impressive. To be fair, so fair play to WWE uh, for for pulling that off. Well, I, it, I like that. Sorry, I'm I'm laughing because there's a comment in the chat which I'm going to put up on screen this morning, and I am in a minute, and I am totally stumped. So Alan Black has put. Also, Andy, you have had a history with a certain Mr. Black, and guess what? I'm back. Laugh out loud. Hashtag TWS. Who are you? Who? Who? Who are you? See, if we wasn't, I'm wondering if it's. I'm wondering if it's somebody. Yeah, it's well, it's somebody. You know, I mean, I was bad news Bennett, and I used to terrorize you lot for a little while. So I think all the all the names are starting to creep back, Andy. Oh God, (laughs) which isn't so bad. I wonder if it's Marty. Maybe it's Marty. I don't know. It's Let me know who you are. Like, I'm really I, I, intrigued. Or just yeah, talk, talk to me for the rest Andy. of the show. Talk, torment Andy a little bit longer. Keep him guessing because, so I can enjoy him uh, squirm yep. on that one before you reveal who you are. It's, um, like doing a, it's like doing a live version of Who Am I? Um, yes. What I will say is this. You know, David Perrin. Yes. An old listener of... Oh, TV. even I remember DAP. 
Welcome back. Great to have you back. Uh, I was going to call you Alan there. Great to have you back, Mr. Perrin. Um, <laughs> brilliant. You could have tortured me a lot longer than that if you'd wanted to. Um, <laughs> one of the big returns at the Royal Rumble that really took everybody by by shock, I think, was the return of Pat McAfee, uh, who came down unannounced. Nobody had any idea he was going to be back. And he sat perfectly on the commentary table. Although... By the end of the five hours, I wanted to kill him, which is really unusual. He's he's one of those things. He's like Marmite. You either like him or you don't, isn't it? I love him. Cheese. I do. I love Pat McAfee. I think he's brilliant. I really do enjoy him. Uh, he's a breath of fresh air. He's he's, he's something very different. Um, and sometimes he can be very unpredictable, and I love that about him. I love his enthusiasm, his energy. I love how a bit how crazy and a bit off script sometimes he can go. Mm. I absolutely love that. And um, I mean, again, we will talk about returns and everything, but a certain returning female using a formal name that she used when he kept repeating it and kept asking what one was, and and he kept repeating the name. I was in hysterics because I was just like, "Yes, that is her name." Like, what's going on? And he just kind of just went off on this dance. With it, and it was oh, it was entertaining. It was good. It's it, good. It it was funny though because you could blatantly tell he hasn't watched the product or knew anything about the product because he just kept making references like, "Why is this happening? What is going on here?" Yeah. It was it was a nice uh, it was a nice way of doing it. Uh, <laughs> David Perrin has put Pat is great, but he can be annoying at times. Yes, oh, yeah. he can be. Absolutely. But what is what's going to happen with him now? I mean, is he going back to SmackDown? Is he is he a guest announcer? Is he going back to Raw? Yeah, apparently he's supposed to be coming back full time. Um, I know that because uh, obviously he he left in September. It, it was always the plan for him to come back anyway, so he can go in the present ESPN's College Game Day show, yeah. uh, which he said was an opportunity he couldn't pass up. He wanted to do both, but it was just not plausible for him to to do it. And um, the idea is for him to come back full time. I'm assuming he will go straight back in with Michael Cole. Uh, I did read about a fortnight ago that uh, his job up with ESPN. Had, had ended a bit sooner, uh, so we would expect him to be back in, uh, in due course. I didn't expect it to be Royal Rumble. Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. So yeah, I I, I should imagine this week we'll get a, uh, we'll have a clear idea of exactly you know what he's going to be doing and where he's going to be doing. It. But I assume he's going to be back on SmackDown with Michael Cole. Yeah, I just, I just I just hope they don't replace Wade Barrett because I think him and Cole have actually built up a pretty good chemistry. Yeah, together, you know, yeah, and it'd be bad news for for. Barrett, really? Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's a chance they could actually three man it. Uh, that would be very mm. interesting. I mean, Barrett is different to McAfee. McAfee is different to everybody. Um, so, you know, it, I actually wouldn't mind seeing, you know, seeing that work. But um, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll definitely find out. But at the end of the day, WWE have been expecting him to return anyway. So I'm pretty sure they've got something lined yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, I hope it doesn't affect. Uh, Wade Barrett in a in a bad term because he's 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 been doing a very good job I think on commentary. Um, one of the biggest news is things that has actually come out of the Royal Rumble has been Gunther uh, Gunther also formerly known as Walter uh, on the Indies and uh, WWE NXT UK. Um, he's the current Intercontinental in the Continental Champion. If I get my words out, he had a very long night. Lasted that he brand new record one hour eleven minutes and forty seconds entering the Rumble as entrant number one and being the last eliminated by eventual winner Cody Rhodes. Gunther, who joined WWE in January of 2019, was praised by WWE CCO Triple H as uh, as well as the man that eliminated him, Cody Rhodes. 
during their press conference after the Rumble event. Cody Rhodes said on Gunther, that guy's mean, damn. When I went on my excursion, I went to uh, WXW in Germany. I watched Gunther work. I watched him compete in the main event, and I knew, and I just had this conversation with another one of my peers. I got blood in my mouth right now, and I like that. There's something about being in the ring that you like, a little bit of pain. I think that maybe a little bit, a little of Gunther was a good thing, but my God, I needed to rest up. This one's his pectoral injury that he had had already been ripped and I can't lose this one. That guy has a massive, massive, massive future uh, and a present as well. Triple H added by saying, sometimes when people look at the Raw Rumble, they just look at the winner. I tend to look at who has the most moments that are most spectacular. That's what our business really is a lot of the time. It's all about those big moments, that moment that catapults you to another moment that raises you up to another even bigger moment. There were a lot of people that who had moments tonight, Logan Paul and Ricochet. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Cody with the win, but Gunther going in there at number one with Sheamus, which is tough enough because you know you're going to take a beating. To have the performance that he did all through that hour was incredible. There was never a moment in that Rumble match, I feel, that where you lost Gunther, where he just blended into the background. He stood out the whole thing. He's a star. He's an incredible talent. It's funny how many talents come to me when they walk through that curtain after they work with him, whether it's briefly or whether it's a long match. I walk through that curtain and say, oh, my God, he's incredible. He's a special talent, and he had a big night tonight. I'm excited to see where he can take that. If each moment leads to another, I'm excited to see where he takes it. And Gunther himself, in a digital exclusive, just touched on that briefly uh, about his own performance. and said, how do I feel? It was, again, up to me to step up and take responsibility to restore the honour of our precious sport. The whole way through, they put the biggest obstacles in my way. The whole way through, I've been here. And at the end, it was my error. It was an error on my behalf. I got to blame me for that. It's nobody else. But like we've always do in Imperium, we fall, we get back up because we are driven by a greater good. Weekend to weekend, we drive all around the country to represent the sport in a way it's supposed to be. We are Imperium and to us, the mat is sacred. Gunther racked up a total of five eliminations in this year's Rumble. Former WWE champions Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, two-time WWE Hall of Famer Booker T and New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods before finally being eliminated by Cody Rhodes. And Andy, how good was he? Oh, Gunther was amazing. Wow. I mean, he was incredible. I mean, he, he Walter, when he was WXW, when he was on the indie scene, was unrivaled. When he came to NXT, he was unrivaled. He ha He's had a good run on the main roster, but this has just made the guy. I mean, he's a, he's a world champion material right now. Oh, he's main yeah. event level. Uh, absolutely, he, absolutely. I mean, you, when you watch these rumbles and, and they made this big point throughout the night saying there's only four people that have gone wire to wire and won the Royal Rumble. When Cody came out, um, when he got to those last two, I legitimately did wonder if they were going to put Gunther over Cody. At one well, I, point, the way yeah, they I were was building it. Swerve. I actually wondered if that was the swerve that I was hoping was going to happen. There was going to be a swerve and it wasn't going to be Cody. Um I was disappointed it obviously wasn't the case, but uh, 
I think without a doubt, it, it I think it cemented him as a future champion with without a doubt. It, it just proves over and over and over again just how incredible a worker he really is. And oh, to get the level of respect he's getting from everybody uh is is great. And it's great from someone who's seen him wrestle on the Indies uh here in the UK to see him now in that spot. It make it gives you that little sense of pride for him, doesn't it? It's it, it does make you feel good to, to see how far they've come. But also, how stiff were they working in the Rumble? I mean, the welts on the chest for both him and Sheamus. And, you know, at one point, you know, I, I thought Cody had done his peck again. I mean, you could see the, the bruising and the blood. His peck took a beating. I mean, the amount of chops he took to, to that peck. And I, I did wince a few times just thinking, well, maybe you should be targeting that area just now, you know, uh, this this early on. But, you know. In fairness, he only got, and you're about to say, in fairness, he only got medically cleared that day. They, they were saying it was a gamble to even advertise him in the Royal Rumble because of the fact that he hadn't actually been medically cleared. Yeah, it's, it's insane, but fair play to him. Um, but yeah, we, we uh, someone who we expected to have a dominant uh, presence in the Royal Rumble this year, because let's face it, every Rumble we tends to have a dominant presence was Brock Lesnar. Andy, <laughs> to talk about what went on about with Brock Lesnar this year. So Brock Lesnar lasted two minutes and 28 seconds before being eliminated by uh, Bobby Lashley in what was possibly the biggest Royal Rumble shock of all time. It's what happened afterwards that got me. He went on a rampage. You know, he he um, he chokeslammed referees. He he powerbombed people. He put them through over the over the guardrail into the crowd. I liked it. I liked it. Do you know why I liked it? Because it wasn't expected. Mm. If you think about, they make this big thing about Brock Lesnar's next big thing. The business is about to pick up. Brock Lesnar is coming into the Rumble. Brock Lesnar's going to go on a tear. Brock Lesnar's going to eliminate people. Then he gets eliminated. You know at Mania, whether you want to see it or whether you don't, we're getting Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And it really reminded me of the 1990 Royal Rumble between the Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown, where that build up where they both eliminated themselves in the Rumble um, led to that match. And I can see it going down the same path. I like the fact that Brock's not in the main event. I like the fact that Brock's not competing for the title. I love the fact that even in that two minute, two and a half minutes, Suplex City was in residence. And by God, did they sell those suplexes? Well, one person I don't think had to sell. Uh, uh, anything was uh, Santos Escobar, where Brock Lesnar eliminated him. I think, oh, the 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 the, the impact of it looked to be his upper back, uh, almost neck area, uh, probably between the shoulder blades, hitting the corner of the ring apron yeah. hard straight away. I thought, oh my god, that looks like that could be something serious. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd go in a hospital. There's been no news or any updates, so I'm assuming all is well. And I hope to God that that's the case, that that's fine. Um, but yeah, as uh, Alan Black, the mad man rambling, has said, the suplexes look stiff as hell. So much that went on in the Rumble was stiff. As you said, like, you know, the, the shots, the, the way they were working on each other, everything was stiff. Um, but yeah, this was, a different, this, was, this was a different work rate. Yeah. This wasn't the normal WWE softy, softy. This was hard it's style. Very this, this, was a lot this was of strong style. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this had an... A, this, uh, like them or not, this had an AEW feel to it. 
where it wasn't so nicey nicey touchy touchy high spot high spot there were a few high spots but just by those first two guys that came in the rumble with gunther and sheamus and the way they started off right the way through that 90 minutes it was brutal there were comedic moments you gotta say i think the new day they I, i think they put the new day in at the right moment you know, I think they bring them in at the right time, close to each other, and I think they had that comedy spot where they did the the pat a cake on the on the backside with Xavier Woods and, and Kofi Kingston. Then I think they eliminated them. I think there was a botch. I don't think Kofi was meant to have been. I, I was just about to touch game. on that. Yeah, Kofi's actually put a tweet out. I, I haven't got it to hand, but he put something with a rest in peace Raw Rumble uh, thing <laughs> on on it. I'm assuming, and someone's been cut, uh, put, uh, put the headline. Um, uh, we've now seen the end of Kofi moments, uh, Royal Rumble moments, rest in peace. I actually do think it was an accident. He, he the, the chair fell out. He didn't yeah. um, land correctly, uh, which was a shame. But uh, I mean, he's done, you know, in fairness, he's done well for over 10 years doing Kofi moments. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Michael Cole was hilarious on commentary when he was actually selling it. I think he's still in. I think he's still in. I think he's still in. His yeah. foot's hit the you know what? Quick shout out to Michael Cole, to be fair, because I've been one of his big, biggest critics over the last 10, 15 odd years about how annoying and frustrating I found a lot of his commentary. Since Vince has left, and I've got, and it has to be a Vince leaving thing again, I feel like he's had the shackles taken off him and he's, his delivery, his storytelling, his commentary is, oh, is, yeah. is flourishing now. And I'm yeah. really actually enjoying his work he's doing now. So shout out to Michael Cole on that. I, I think you're doing a great job now. And I'll tell you what, in fairness to uh, to Pat McAfee, I think pregnant Cole, as he called him throughout the throughout the night, you know, I'm not exactly the smallest man in the world, but pregnant Cole, I was genuinely laughing. And you could see Cole was was in his element. I think these two are genuinely I've got a genuine bromance. Yeah. I watched Michael Cole on a on as a guest on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, and and it was just gold. It was gold. There, there, there is a legit love and respect for each other on there. It's a very unlikely uh, bro, bromanship that they've got. But long may it continue because they are great together. Honestly, they really well, are. What was interesting, if we're talking about bot moments and who should still be in the Royal Rumble, uh, the artist formerly known as Curtis Axel. Uh, or Michael McGillicutty, whatever you want to call him, tweeted out that it's actually been 2,952 days since he entered the Royal Rumble, and technically he still won. Yeah, he's never been eliminated. So where's his main event shot at WrestleMania? Well, you know what I mean? Just just like his father, Mr. Perfect, his Royal Rumble record is perfect. (laughs) Uh, It is. It's never going to end. I mean, unless he ever re-signs, comes back, and actually gets eliminated from a Rumble. Yeah, let's kind of hope not. No, yeah, I yeah. just one of the one of the things about the Royal Rumble match, and it, we'll, we'll talk more about the orders and the eliminations in a moment and, and moments because I think that's the thing with the Rumble. It's what moments you take away. Was the Miz, and yes, we were surprised he was the first one eliminated. But what I found hilarious was classic Miz walking around the ring, and there's a line on commentary saying, "But you're not actually in the Rumble until you set foot through those ropes," and it's it's. It's a simple thing, but you never actually thought about it because you sat there thinking, oh, once that klaxon goes and you come down, you're in the Royal Rumble. But actually, you're not. Not until you set foot in those ring. But Miz was playing that dastardly heel really nicely. And yeah, you know, great, great minimal show by the Miz. <laughs> Miz, after all these years, Miz, Miz still gets a bad rep with a lot of people. A lot of people still can't stand him. And I just think he is one of the most perfectly uh, rounded superstars the company's ever had because 
no matter what they do with him, whether it's serious Miz, babyface Miz, heel Miz, um, he he was uh, for a long time the only person who tried to make the Intercontinental Championship prestigious. He only seemed important when he held it. Um, you never see or hear him complain about what the company are doing with him. No. You know, they, they make him look silly and get him to do ridiculous things, which you kind of wince at and go, you know, oh, they're burying him. He, you never know him to complain, ever complain. And fair play to him. You know, he must be a model employee uh, for the, for that company because he just gets on with whatever they throw at him. And But I, I love them. I think the Miz is, is great. I think he's more of an asset to that company than I think even WWE realise. But I don't think he needs to be in the ring. I, I really no. don't. I, I think if, if Miz hung up the boots tomorrow, you could see him as a commentator. And I would actually... Oh, yeah. I would love to see Miz on commentary because it would be hilarious. Put him oh, and Matt, put him and Matt McAfee together, or him and Corey Graves. You know, would 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 be tremendous. One of the things I do want to touch on in the Royal Rumble um, was Rey Mysterio. Now Mysterio yes. was due to come out. I think it was number seventeen. Dominic came out number eighteen, or, or what? You, we've got the orders. We've got the eliminations. We'll, we'll confirm that in just a second. The music plays Mysterio. Mysterio comes out, but doesn't come out. Then, 90 seconds later, Dominic comes out holding the mask. And whether or not this was a botch or not, you see him trying to rip the mask off. He's walking down the aisle, and he can't quite do it. And he's, he's stretching it, and he's trying to pull it, and he's trying to break it, and it and it's not breaking. But Ray was injured on Friday night on SmackDown. Yeah, apparently so. Um, I don't know whether or not they're treating it as though there was an off-screen attack by the Judgment Day. I know they, it was ref, uh, referenced, referenced on commentary. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he was cleared uh, to participate. Uh, I was surprised they didn't put anyone else in, in his stead. But I suppose if it's going to be storyline purposes, it's it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, that being an excuse for Ray not to compete would have been a backstage attack off-screen. Well, it's leading up. Uh, we know the match is meant to be happening. They... they pretty much guaranteed it now dominic versus ray at wrestlemania either night one or night two i mean that's the culmination of this whole thing which i kind of really want to see it but the question has to be how long has ray got left because if i, think I don't about... think he has got long i i'm surprised he's still going and that's not taking anything away from ray mysterio i don't enjoy watching him work anymore i've, I've seen it all for the last you know 30 or near 30 odd years um, I've, I've seen Ray work and he's been, you know, he's been very, very unique. He's been uh, wonderful to watch. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've cried with him. We've cried for him. We've seen, we've had some very, very um, special emotional moments with Ray's career, especially when WWE, I do do think they milked it at Eddie's death a little bit and uh, mm. too much. Um, I think they used it too much when it, which I didn't think was entirely appropriate. But you know, we 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 felt a special attachment to Ray because we, you know, a lot of us, Eddie meant a lot to us as fans, not personally because we didn't know him, but as fans who who loved watching Eddie, who loved his personality, whether he was having fun as a face, whether he was causing mischief as a heel, or even even causing mischief as a face. You know, we we, we grew to love Eddie Guerrero so much in the, in the final years of, it, of his life. And to see the impact his passing had on the likes of Rey Mysterio, uh, then they had the whole Rey winning the Royal Rumble in 2006 and, um, and then winning the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania that year. You know, we, we've really been through it with Ray. Um, but I do think, you know, 
I think it's time for him to step away. I, I do. Uh, if he carries on, fair, fair play to him. But I would love to see him retire at WrestleMania. Uh, Dominic to go over because I think that match could be the, the real making of Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I could think that could be a passing of the torch from father to son as well. And I think it would be poetic, a poetic ending for Ray to lose to his son at WrestleMania on the grandest stage and, and go, do you know what, son? Fair enough. This is, you know, the Mysterio legacy is now yours to continue. You know, good luck to you. I love you. And walk away and, and it'd be like that. Uh, and I and I think that I don't think there's a, a more perfect way that you could you could play that. I really don't. It's an intriguing concept. So you're thinking WrestleMania 39, potentially hang up the mask and, and that's it. Go, which would, you know, it would be a combination. I think the Eddie, yeah. milking the Eddie thing, I agree with you. And I think they're getting to do it again now, which, you know, bear in mind, SummerSlam, uh, 2006, 2008, they did the whole Rey Mysterio versus Eddie, Gu Eddie Guerrero for custody of Dominic because that mm. was his son. So you knew it was going to come out. But I think the whole, you know, you don't need to mention Eddie Guerrero in the storyline. I think that, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but speaking of Dominic, he surprised me. He really did surprise me because I think when he was with Mysterio, when they were the faces and they were doing the father-son tag team, you god he was awful and he's not a good worker let's put it this way he is green he needs a lot more development he needs a lot more training but he's getting there the facial reactions are there the selling is there the ability to gel off finn and damian priest and let's not forget rhea ripley um has really made this guy over the last six months and i think we're seeing the best version of dominic mysterio that we've seen period it was a blessing for him that the splitting him from Ray and putting him with three very good workers. Um, and um, I mean, we all know how great Finn is uh, and what a career he's had. I think having, you know, those taken, taking him under their wing, um, obviously backstage, we know, cause obviously it's all the work. We know Ray's obviously advising him and you've got a lot of people who are very close to Ray, um, in the wrestling world also probably, you know, Dominic's in a very prestigious position where he's lucky that he has all the connections and, uh, and that to um, guide him, uh, to help him be the best he can be. But there will come a point where he needs to go off on his own and become Dominic Mysterio that he's meant to be. It'll either work for him or it won't. But uh, ultimately that will come down to him. He can take in everything that ev that's been given to him, all the advice, guidance, etc. But there will come a time where he's got to go out and he's got to do it himself. And time will tell whether or not he will make a success of it or not. Um, so, but yeah, I, Ray's got nothing left to prove. Ray's done everything there is to really do, um, to be fair, at his age. Uh, I just think that competing against his son at WrestleMania and passing the torch to him is really the only thing that he's got left to do. And I just think it would be the most perfect of ending. And I hope that's what they decide to go with. Um, so, you know, but speaking of Judgment Day, well, looks like things with Judgment Day and Edge are far yeah. from done. Where um, the number 24 spot um, was, uh, it belonged to Edge. He came back the Radar Superstar. He had been absent since Extreme Rules uh, back in October after Judgment Day attacked him and his wife, Beth Phoenix. Uh, Beth, uh, we'll get into it uh, 
uh, a little bit later on, made a very brief opinion, uh, appearance, but did make a slight impact. All three members of the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor, were in the Rumble by the time that Edge entered and he wasted no time going straight for them. However, Edge only lasted a very brief one minute and four seconds, but managed to eliminate both Finn Balor and Damian Priest in that time. However, it was an already eliminated Finn Balor that eliminated Edge in return. So, um, yeah, this 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 thing is a very controversial um, rule, isn't it, in the Royal Rumble? When if someone's eliminated or not participating in the Rumble, they can legally eliminate a member of the Rumble, um, and they and the the elimination stands. It's a very controversial. I think it's a rule that can be used for WWE's discretion as and when they yeah. need to for storyline purposes. Um, but do you know what? I didn't have a problem with it. I actually didn't have a problem with Edge coming no, in for, for it, it, one minute, whatever it was, yeah. you know, one minute 30. The only thing that I was disappointed with was the fact, but I can see why they've done it because it makes perfect sense, was the fact that we had the interaction between the Glamazon and Rhea Ripley on the entrance ramp. See, yeah. I would have loved that to have happened in the rumble match in the rumble yeah i was actually expecting beth to be a, 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 a participant but we'll touch on that when we get to the women's rumble uh, yeah. shortly but um yeah there, there wasn't any apart from cody obviously returning there was no surprises in well, the I can, or return, really was there there wasn't but i can give you some updates on what should have happened so okay. pat mcafee was actually offered a royal rumble spot um, oh. but had to decline it because the work schedule that he had with ESPN was too intense. His wife's pregnant. Congratulations. So he didn't have time to get into ring shape. That's why he came back on commentary. Now, the other person that was offered a rumble spot was Kevin Nash. And he declined it. He turned it down. Now, I wonder if that was Triple H offering an olive branch to him because of everything that's been in the news recently with with his son and, and and what's been happening but kevin nash was offered a spot at the royal rumble uh in the ring he declined it uh and didn't actually happen but breaking news coming out from wwe um the rumble was the all-time biggest success with a gate surpassing 7.7 .7 million dollars which was surpassing the highest gate in 2017 by more than 50%. Viewership saw a 52% increase versus the previous record held last year in 2022. So the the gate for this, the anticipation for the Royal Rumble was amazing. Was that because of Triple H's booking or is that because of Cody Rhodes? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But that, that again, fantastic to have that and then have the uh, record for WrestleMania yeah. 39 being set as well. That's absolutely outstanding. Before we move on to the to the pitch black match, like, let's, let's kind of talk a bit more about the Royal Rumble because he came back, he won it. Cody Rhodes. I mean, we've already talked about the fact that actually they gave him a good, they gave him a tough going. It wasn't a quick, easy win for Cody Rhodes to win the Royal Rumble. We yeah. had the we had the interaction, we had the the face off between him and Seth Rollins. There's something going to happen there, I'm sure. Obviously. They were very clever, two faces. They covered it really well. But the moment for the Rumble for me was not Cody winning it. It wasn't Gunther. It wasn't Dominic Mysterio. It was Logan Paul and Ricochet yeah. coast to coast. And the impact you 
physically heard that sound through that TV. And, and that's a moment that is going to live on in replay mm. packages after replay packages after replay packages, because that was extreme. That was, uh, I, I couldn't believe it when I said, I, I, I was like, okay, what they're doing, and then, then smash, <laughs> like, to, to literally just oh. a big collision midair. And, and we're talking high in the oh, air. They, like, they, the the yeah, hang time was ridiculous. The distance that they went, because if you think they went from the two, uh, the, yeah. the top and the bottom end of the ring, smack in the middle, and you could see the look on some of those performers' faces in the ring when they saw it, because I think they literally stopped. It, I mean, you talk about moments, you talk about defining moments in the Royal Rumble match, and you talk about Gunther. This, that moment alone, has put Ricochet on the map. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was absolutely crazy. It, it really was uh, crazy. I, I, I have seen the clip uh back a, a few times since it's been you know doing the rounds on socials um and every time i just see it, i sort of wince as well because i'm kind of like wow that's a that's one hell of an impact for those two guys to take and then there's not just the impact of, of in midair it's the coming down as well but you've you got know, to think to... you have to think though timing had to be spot on because if that timing was off by just a second man that could have been yeah that could have been nasty I have to say as well, shout out to Logan Paul for someone who suffered all them injuries yeah. as well at Crown Jewel. To see the shape he came into the Rumble in, I mean, the, the the one thing I really hated about his entrance, and that was, guessed it, he was drinking some Prime. Uh, uh, £7.50 for a bottle of that. Yeah, well, Asda apparently do it for two quid if you can, like, while they have stocks in. But I don't know. I've tried it and it doesn't taste very pleasant. Well, so. I'm afraid two pound is one pound ninety nine more than what it should be. Um, yeah. However, if, if Prime want to sponsor the show, <laughs> it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KSI Logan Paul. But yeah, just just as we end on the men's Royal Rumble thing, as we're saying, there weren't uh, Booker T was the only uh, Hall of Famer up at the edge oh. that made his appearance in. We you, we called it. it was, you called that one earlier. You thought that was going to happen. Um, but surprisingly, no male NXT wrestlers are getting a spot, which I thought was a bit strange because we thought Bron Breaker might have been at least one of them. Uh, the NXT champion might. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was going to be a clear uh, a clear debut for Bron Breaker in the Royal Rumble. I mean, I know he was there last year, but, you know, another mm -hmm. defence. I also thought Grayson Waller was going to be in the Rumble. Um, you know, JD McDonough, I thought, was going to be in the Rumble. Apollo Crews to a degree, I thought would be in the Rumble. So I, I think I they missed the genuinely trick there, surprised. I think they missed the trick there because obviously we've got, uh, what's the NXT event coming up? Is it the... Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Next Saturday. And obviously, yeah, uh, Grayson Waller is challenging Brumbreaker for the NXT Championship. Mm. I thought they missed the trick there to potentially, you know, advertise that a little bit by having them go off against each other in the ring well, during the Rumble and then have commentary reference it and say, oh, these two are meeting uh, next Saturday or a week from tonight, uh, uh, NXT Vengeance Day for the championship. You know, I thought that was an opportunity missed. They also had a perfect way to eliminate the New Day because you could have had Pretty Deadly and Gallus come out and actually eliminate them. Not even oh, be that, in the match, just eliminate yeah. them. It would have been a perfect way. I'm so, you know, story time booking now, but I'm surprised. Well, every time someone mentions an illegal running in a rumble, my, my mind flashes back 
to 2000 and just seeing uh, Kai and Tai constantly running oh, into yeah. the rumble. And then Tucker's face going splat which uh, on the mat, which led led him going to uh, hospital. Choppy, uh, choppy. So, yeah. <laughs> choppy, choppy, your pee-pee, uh, as uh, Yamaguchi-san uh, once did. Indeed. Indeed. But yeah, so... Um, so that was the Royal women, Rumble match. Yeah, so, women's. Mm, okay. Um, number one entrance, Rhea Ripley. Number two entrance, Liv Morgan. Loved it. Liv Morgan, you talk about a, a person who has grown and yes. taken the balls and run with it. You've got to think Liv Morgan. Yeah. She's, she was she tremendous. She was brilliant. Number one and two entrant, the last two also in the Rumble. Um, you know, Liv, Liv over the last few months or so has really shown... Uh, what she can really do now that she's given she's been given opportunity to to show what she can do, and I think she she really has proved a lot of doubters wrong. Uh, I really really do. Um, but uh, you know, just for that split second, I thought she might pull it off. Just that split second that when they were on the ring apron uh, and Asuka had literally just been eliminated that moment where she was blinded because of Oscar's mist and that inadvertently went in her face instead of Rhea's and she hit the face, the knees to the face mm-hmm. and Rhea sort of stumbled. I thought, please just go on. Like, you know, unfortunately but it didn't happen. But it's no. done her no harm at all, has it really? No, but I think if anybody deserved it following that Royal Rumble, it was Rhea Ripley. I know you said it was an obvious booking and it was an obvious booking, but to go wire to wire against mm-hmm some of those competitors that they had in there. And again, the women were hard hitting, not as hard as the men. They weren't as stiff, but they were, they were hard hitting. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, in some ways I enjoyed it more than the men's. Yes. I did enjoy the women's more than the men's. My, my issue with Rhea winning isn't because it's not, I don't think it's deserved. I just don't think she needs it uh, right now. I don't think she needs it. I think she's doing good things with judgment day. She's mixing it up with men. Uh, a lot. Now. Agreed. I, I just don't think her facing off at WrestleMania for the for any women's championship right now, so do, does her good or bad? I just. But think I think that, that right now. But I think what they did on commentary was a really good way of telling a story because they talked about how a couple of years ago she was the runner-up, yeah. and now she's the winner. They talked about how Liv Morgan a couple of years ago was the first person, the quickest elimination in that year's Rumble. And now she lasted until the end, right? So they've told a story. And I think what they've done is showcased how much these two in particular have developed and grown. And we've seen that with Liv in terms of the women's title run with Ronda Rousey being the, the first woman to make her uh, be pinned. We've seen that with Ronda, with uh, Rhea Ripley in respect to the Judgment Day in particular. So I don't think it's done them any harm. I think what it's done is solidified Rhea Ripley as a main eventer. I think it's solidified her position on that roster. And it's nice because we're not going to get the cookie cutter Oscar winning it or Becky Lynch winning it or Charlotte Flair winning it or Bailey winning it to face off against the normal, the normal routine. The only uh, ex- exception to the to what you've just said is Oscar. Now, the reason I, I say that yeah. is because Oscar appears to be debuting more of a, a more aggressive, more f- like scary type version of Oscar. I mean, the looks on their face when she pulled her mask off and her whole face was painted there. I know she teased 
um, a, a return to a new Japan, like a Japanese gimmick show, Kana. Which, uh, Kana, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are getting excited by that. And I think this might be her new incarnation of that. We will see over time. I, I would have been all for Asuka winning it if she was going to challenge at WrestleMania, win it, and they were actually going to give her a, a, finally a really good run. Because even when she took the Raw Women's Championship from Becky, uh, well, from the Money in the Bank, and then Becky obviously announced her pregnancy and basically turned around and said, you didn't just win the Money in the Bank ladder match you've won the championship congratulations i'm gonna you know i'm with child i'm gonna go away and all that lot. i uh oscar's run wasn't very good no. uh with that because they they they're still for whatever reason probably vince not favoring her that much but, and i think now they need to solidify her you know a little bit more as like she was in nxt um, you know, where she she was a big threat and she was when she got a belt, she's very difficult to beat and no one could do it. Um, I think they need to go down that road, but I think it works better with her having this more uh, mysterious, darker, uh, more aggressive, almost Kana like character uh, that she might go with. You see, I was actually thinking about that the other day. And for me, I would say she needs to go back to NXT. You know, we talked about it last week in terms of Mandy Rose being gone. That's the, the head of the women's division disappeared Oscar could fill that you rebuild Oscar in NXT and then you bring her back so I think that would have been the best route the the thing about the women's Royal Rumble though was did it showcase how thin the roster is because if you look at that roster we had NXT female competitors we had Roxy in there um we had Zia Lai um we also had Chelsea Green make her return in Bushwhacker Luke style and come back and go back out again, which made no sense to me at all because they, she's Chelsea returning. Green. You, want to, you want to give her some, yeah. some exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You then get Michelle yeah. McCool coming out of the ringside area into it. I, like, I actually like that. I liked never it. And then, you know. I liked it, but part of me was sat there thinking, how thin is the roster if we're having all of these returns? Yeah. Well, the thing is, the roster isn't thin. What it is, it's the lack of developing um, many faces on the roster and pushing them and giving them, you know, a real, real chance. I mean, we've talked about, like we said, Zia Lee. You know, she's she's. They've almost lately been doing what they've been doing with Lacey Evans. You know, they they draft her up from NXT where she was dominating. She yeah. had this whole dark like, uh, uh, like ghost, this Chinese ghost backstory thingy that was going on. They had that imposing character with Boa. Um, and all that. Now they, they scrapped that because they pulled her up to uh, SmackDown and she's basically been buried ever since. And she's gone off TV, you know, she come back and she was doing that. She attacked someone a few weeks back and she had her hood up and they found out backstage it was her. And again, they're not doing anything with her. She's one who I think can be a good addition to the women's roster if they use her correctly. Chelsea Green, I think the reason why they did the elimination they did was because rumours have circulating that apparently they want uh, Chelsea Green to be used as a little bit of a Karen gimmick, one that's mm. going to be very moaning, complain about everything and uh, going to find herself hard done by. So expect her to suffer quite a few losses, um, I, I would assume. Um, you know, we talked about Liv Morgan, where she is now. Liv Morgan was there over a year ago. She was exactly in the same sort of thing. You know, and now look about the wonders. They need to give. They need to invest in these other in these in this other talent. That's what they need to do. I don't think that the, the roster is very thin at all. It's believing in them and and 
trusting them to go out there and perform and, and to allow them to do more. Because I think they will find out that actually their roster is more um, diamond laden than they believe or that it looks because that people at some are just not getting enough of, of an opportunity. Mm, I agree I with you. I mean, yeah. It's interesting because I'm looking at the timings for how long they were in the Royal Rumble and BFAB was 36 seconds. You know, well, that's not exactly a loss to anybody. Um, you no. know, Roxanne Perez, your NXT Women's Champion, was in the match for four minutes and 34 seconds. But the surprising one for me was Becky Lynch, who was in for 10 minutes. It, it, Bailey was yeah. in for just under 30. That's surprising. And I'm not against it by any means, because I think it's great that we're seeing a different winner. And for yeah. both of these Rumble matches, we're seeing a changing of the guard, if you will. You know, you talked yeah. about Brock Lesnar being eliminated pretty quickly. You're seeing that with, with Becky Lynch. Yeah, it helps yeah, with some yeah. which is what the Rumble should be. But one of the things that we didn't get either of these two Royal Rumbles was that big moment where someone took charge with those eliminations because the men's Rumble, Cody got five, that was the highest, and in the Rhea women's, got Rhea got seven. Yeah, Rhea so Gunther seven. and Cody got five, Rhea got seven. So there wasn't that one big Doing moment. around about 10 and over, like we usually yeah, like yeah, a Kane yeah. or a Braun Strowman or a Reigns or a Lesnar, yeah. But again, I like that. Yeah. Because it broke the mold yes. of, of everything we've done. And we're, that's, we're programmed. You know, when you watch Raw, you're programmed to a 30-minute opening promo, then a match, then a promo, then a match, then four promos, then a match, then a backstage skit, then a promo. That's what you're used to. With the Rumble, you're used to number one and two coming out, being massacred, being eliminated pretty quick. Then you're used to your winner coming out at 25. So it was nice that they didn't do that this year. Uh, that was Seth, I think. Then, you know, then you're used to one big man getting the major major pop. Didn't get that. Didn't get didn't get the women either. So it really broke it, and it made it more open. It made you think about who was actually going to win it. So that was great. Um, was this the greatest women's Royal Rumble of all time? No, but was it up there? I would say it's in the top five, the top three. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah, it's the oh, best yeah, one. Yeah. No, it's not the best one, but I, I enjoyed it. And and like, uh, I, again, I agree with you, which we, we don't do it. We don't agree very often on, on some things. No. Um, we, we don't. Um, I agree. It, You know, I enjoyed it slightly more than I enjoyed the men's this year. And, mm. um, you know. Uh, now, it is. the reason, and this is an exclusive, because the reason that Stefan enjoyed the Women's Royal Rumble the most was because the number 30 entrant was Nia Jax. A woman that Stefan knows up close and personal. I've seen the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the backstory to that very, very briefly was uh, when I went to WrestleMania last year in Dallas, I went to, uh, I met uh, Nia initially at WrestleCon. And then uh, later that evening, after the Hall of Fame had finished, uh, I went to Kevin Nash's VIP party. And unfortunately, Kevin wasn't present because Scott just previously passed. So he was absent by X-Pac and that were there. And me and I, we, we got talking a bit and we, we had a, a couple of drinks and that. And uh, yes, there's a video of uh, Nia dancing with me and grinding a little bit. Um, which um, not a little bit. Let's put it like not, some of my, my, my girlfriends back home um, were shocked and 
you know, and I got a few comments and that. But ultimately, getting to being someone who has been critical of Nia Jax in the past, meeting her in person and, and speaking with her, etc. Um, she's actually a really, really lovely person. Yeah, she did come and, across as being lovely. Yeah, she she really is. At the time, I said to her about you know, would you go elsewhere or anything? She at the time she said she had no. She said as of right now, she said, I have no interest in returning to wrestling at all, uh, ever again. She said I'll never say never, but I've got no. She said there are other things which I I, I want to explore. So and is she that, back? So, is she back? Or was well, it she shouted show? out? She shouted out, "I'm back, bitches!" to to everyone, including the crowd. So I'm assuming she's back. Um, but I'm sure we will find out maybe tonight on Raw um, or on SmackDown, depending on where she's where they're going to place her. Um, but uh, I, you know, she she is unique. She is different. I understand what concerns people have about her um, and that. But I like to see someone different, someone who stands out, and you know, and she does that. And I actually, you know. Of, of always to an extent enjoyed the persona the you know when she's been a heel you know the way she's been quite dominant and you know the way she comes across i i quite enjoy it it's not for everyone i know but i, I enjoy that but what i am happy about really happy about is we got dewdrop back but it's not dewdrop it's piper niven that's right dewdrop returned in the Raw women's royal rumble and yeah, absolutely fantastic. And she entered, <clears throat> excuse me, she entered at number 18. And when it came out as Piper Niven, she's got that gimmick back, uh, very similar to her uh, her Indies of Viper gimmick that she had. But the name she had in NXT UK, which never should have been changed. Screw you, Eva Marie, who gave her that name. Um, Piper Niven's back. No more of uh, all of this, like wiggly fingers, I think. She's back and... She looked good, and she looked like she mean business. So I'm hoping we're going to see the best of her now. And the commentary team put her over massive. Yes, they did. Absolutely and I want to give massive. a shout-out to a friend of mine who uh, – people who are in the similar wrestling community to me know a guy called Craig Gravis who absolutely loves uh, Piper Niven. And he even – commented today saying he was happy she was back the moment she come out i knew he was sitting at home on his sofa with the biggest grin on his face so there you go so i know craig gravis is happy to see her back well one thing that we weren't smiling about changing the subject pretty quickly was the mountain dew pitch black match which featured bray wyatt in la night this was a car crash absolute car crash in fact i don't even know how much i want to talk about it uh let's not so right Let's just do it on the pros and cons. Cons, it was ridiculous. Con, it looked like, yeah. Uh, con, it looked like um, like someone was expecting uh, Naomi to walk into the building for uh, the Royal Rumble and only to be told, no, she's still uh, gone AWOL. Oh, what am I going to do with this light up to up? We know, instead of it being pitch black, because let's face it, it wasn't pitch black, let's neon the whole entire effing uh, arena and that. And someone turned around and said, Here, Bray, you know your really cool uh, red contact lenses and then fangs and that you're going to put in for your match? Yeah. Well, we're going to make your match look an entire, like an extended Naomi entrance, but without the lasers. That all right with you, Sunshine? Uh, uh, uh okay. All right, no problem. LA Knight, are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay, right, let's do it. So that, that's kind of what it was. It was 
ridiculous. Although I will say I really did like Bray's look with the fangs and the eyes. It was different, and I really like that. But apart from that, <laughs> I'll give you a pro. Can I give you a pro? Uncle Howdy jumped off the stage and missed. So maybe we'll see Uncle Howdy back again. Yeah, Bo Dallas, good luck with your future endeavours. Yeah, again, Sunshine. Um, yeah, how you, rate, how you, I don't know. Your, your work rate's not improved, mate. No. <laughs> Seriously. Although I will give another pro to go with the way Bray White looked. The, the only other pro. That scene of having Bray standing there and having all of the live version of the Firefly Flunthouse characters sort of crawling over, looking down. That was quite a good image. But apart from sinister. that, Mountain Dew, get the F out. You know, this is 2002. The Federation's got to get the F out. Go. Bye. And okay. I'm not believing what Cody Rhodes said in that press conference when he said, oh, can I try some of this? And he went, mm. He took the slightest and said, mm, that's great. No, it wasn't. It tasted like ass. You know it tasted like ass. And he walked off with it to turn around and say to WWE, uh, I'm going to smash another one of Triple H's thrones again if you keep advertising this crap. And that was it, so... Anyway. But Mountain Dew, if you would like to sponsor the show, we love the yeah. Pitch Black. <laughs> yeah, I love you drinks, Mountain Dew. Keep them coming. I, I, to be fair, I do love their normal citrus one, but I, this other one, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, that's, enough said about that. that's, that's enough said about that horrific match, uh, Naomi entrance thing that wasn't Naomi's entrance. The Raw Women's Championship match. Oh, will someone please take that title belt off of Bianca Belair, please? The problem with... (laughs) Right, okay. You went from a pretty good match to a damn right awful match. Expectations were low going into this one. Unfortunately, they didn't pick up. This was a bad match. No. It was a waste of time. It was was a filler. It was your average raw match that you would get on an episode of Raw. It was a filler match. That's all it was. Um, there was nothing interesting about it. The only interesting thing about it was at the end of the match when Alexa lost, uh, we had that same um, thing on the video screen of Uncle Howdy saying, oh, you think you're in control. Uh, you think, you know, you are in that with the playground shots and these flashback clips of dark Alexa and all that. Lot. And that was it again. Like we, we've not progressed anymore. You know, it, that's the frustrating thing I'm having with this whole Wyatt thing with Alexa is we're not, don't feel like we're really progressing. We're doing but the same thing we've been doing for the past few weeks. It's nothing new. But, but wasn't Uncle Howdy nursing a broken arm and a broken leg and a concussion at that point? He looked fine. I don't know. I mean, Andy, I mean, come on. Do you really understand any of what's going on here? I mean, I'm no. one of the biggest Brave Wyatt advocates and all that. Like, I do believe there will be a really good payout. I think the payout will be worth it in the end. But it's getting to the point now where we're going to get to the point now where it's getting really tedious now. We're, I feel it's it's stagnating a little bit. We oh, need dude. to actually see something now. Yeah, I see. I legitimately don't know where he's going to go for Mania. I've got no idea at the moment because this LA night feud's got to be over. And same with Bianca and Alexa. Drop it now. Either oh, pull yeah. the trigger and turn her back. You know. To the dark side, if you will, or or not, you know this. This is it. Yeah. But I just want match... to add, please take the title off of Alexa. Anybody, anyone at this point, Bianca. Just... Sorry, off of Bianca. But the match that saved the undercard Oof. for the undisputed Universal World Championship, Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens with the Bloodline and Sami Zayn making his final decision. 
we're not going to touch on the match too much because the match was solid. The match was five star in its own right. It was the it's ending. what you would expect from Roman versus Owens. We've seen them two clash before in the past couple two years. Uh, you know, they, they always pull something out and have a solid match. We, we've seen it. It was more about this, the real story, the real talk of the town is what happened after that final belt, after Reigns retained. Um, it was, some said it was hard to watch. It, it, it was in some ways, you know, ha, uh, they all, um, the bloodline, well, the Uso solo, beating down uh, an already beaten Kevin Owens, uh, handcuffing him, to the ropes so he was stretched out with both his arms out like that repeat i mean the young bucks must have been uh uh you know having a party if they if they were watching back at home super talking about super kick city wow it was one after the other after the other after the other and we talk about the rumble looking stiff those shots look stiff as well yeah I mean, the thing is, I mean, Owens couldn't protect himself because he's, you know, he's strung out. He, he's got no use of his arms. And then it comes down to uh, Roman Reigns with a steel chair. And he teases that, obviously, he's going to put Kevin Owens out of his misery. He's going to uh, lay one on the on the face. Sami Zayn pleads with him, this is beneath you. You've proved your point. He's not going to be a problem anymore. He's had enough. You don't need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And instead of Reigns just going, do you know what? Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. And then just drop the, the, the chair down and then go off into the sunset. He then passes the chair to Sami Zayn and says, no, you do it. He doesn't like you. He doesn't. Uh, you. Oh, it was one thing that came out of Roman's mouth. He said, you're, you're ours. You belong to us. Yeah. Yeah. That. And then, wow. Well, you can see if you slow it down, you look in Roman's eyes. Flashback City to Dean Am uh, to Seth Rollins, uh, what he did to Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns back in 2014. Sami Zayn smashed Roman Reigns across the back with that chair, much to the shock of everybody. Um, Jimmy Uso and Solo decided to beat down on Rome on uh, Sami Zayn, but Jay Uso surprisingly looked in disgust and left and said, I'm out. I'm see, not doing this. There were some really interesting moments in that. There was, you talk about Roman and Sammy. He called him Sammy Sokoa. Sammy Sokoa. I don't know if you picked that up, but you he called him Sammy Sokoa. And then Jay was saying to Jimmy, you think he's your brother? I'm your brother. And then all of a sudden, you know, if they've done, they've taken him out, so solo Sokoa just comes in, pushes Jimmy Uso out of the way, and he does the the Samoan spike That's to right. take out, you know, Sami Zayn. The pop that Sami Zayn got when he finally smacked Roman over the back of the chair with that chair. I mean, that was that that would have blown he, he the roof off the ceiling. That, that moment catapulted him over Cody Rhodes as the company's top oh, baby face in that yeah. moment. Cody's a top babyface on Raw. Sammy's a top babyface on SmackDown. That's the moment where you go to WWE. There is no way that you can go into WrestleMania without putting that title on Sami Zayn. Do you know? Do you know the thing is? This time last week when we were doing the Rumble preview, Dan, you and I were talking about Sami Zayn. We were talking about how the fans would turn on the WWE if he didn't win the Rumble. They booked this beautifully. He didn't need to be in the Rumble. They got him over. If in February at Elimination Chamber. Sammy doesn't walk away with the WWE title. 
there's a problem because I can now legitimately see them putting the championship on Sami Zayn. I really can. Even if it's a yep. transition, I can see it happening. But I, I can maybe at Mania. I think Mania. I I think they should go with him putting one title up on both nights on each night. Um, oh. I I do, I do think. I do think that's what they should do. I think they should have him versus Sammy on night one and then him versus Rhodes on night two. Because if he loses to Sammy, he's gonna go into um he's gonna go into night two having to defend the only title he's got left against Cody Rhodes, who's gonna be really up for it because it's his dream, it's you know, the the dynasty of the Rhodes family, it's what's meant to happen. And he knows he's just lost the title less than like twenty-four hours prior to Sami Zayn. That's yeah. a massive mental um, yeah. blockage and thing. So but, it could be, it could be something. Also, they used to protect Reigns to get him to drop both titles, but still protect Roman Reigns because they'll say, "Well, how can anyone lose a title after everything he's been through with Roman uh, Sami Zayn? Lose the title to him and then have to walk into the same arena, into the same ring at the same event, one belt down, to then go in against a hungry Cody Rhodes, like when he's got that mental." Um, thing on over him because of what happened with Sami Zayn. Let's just go to a comment in the chat room uh, from, from yep. Alan Black. I expected something, either Sammy doing something or The Rock coming out to help Owens. I think, yeah, that was, if if we hadn't had that report about The Rock not competing. To go to your point, I can see exactly what you're saying, but I would flip it. See, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to have Cody Rhodes defeat an already weakened Roman Reigns. I can see that match happening on night one and Sammy getting the night two match. That's how you get Roman dropping it, and then you get you only beat me because of Cody Rhodes. There's that. There's that story. Either way, there. either, either, either way, way, it works. Yeah, it works for me. Either way, I'd be more than happy with either as well. Um, I, I, I really would. But it, it is. It, it was cinematic history, like cinematic beauty. Uh, what unfolded after that match? That whole entire segment was just so brilliantly done, and. Let's not forget Kevin Owens here. He took one hell of a beating uh, during that match and afterwards. And, you know, and that, you know, let's not forget, you know, credit where it's due. He, he deserves what, a share of that as well. If you haven't seen that match, just go out of your way to watch it. Even if you don't watch anything else of the Rumble, <laughs> just go and watch that match because it was brilliant. Now, we do have a voicemail. We have uh, we can't do the sound effect. I need to find a way of putting it in. But we have a little bit of the bubbly. Let's go to the voicemail. Let's hope this works. Here we go. Hi, my name's Francis. Um, no, I really enjoyed watching the Royal Rumble. At one point, I thought um, Logan Paul was going to win it. I think he was like 33 to 1 to win it. But it's good that Aaron Cody won it. Um, think now all roads lead to WrestleMania. I'm realizing setting uh, the Iron Man or Iron Person record now for um, longest thing. To be honest, I'm looking forward to see what next. It'd be interesting to see are we going to have Rhea versus Charlotte like WrestleMania rematch because a couple of years ago. And with Cody, it's be interesting to see. Like, one way I thought Cody could have come out a bit earlier, but I think it's that great pop. But I'm looking forward to see what's coming now for WrestleMania and see where it's coming next. It'd be interesting to see are we going to get a Hall of Fame announcement now or is it going to be like that? But the Sammy and Tennis died there. Be interesting to see what's going to happen next. So thank you, Francis. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what happens next with the Sammy turn. But is it going to be tonight on Raw or is it going to be this Friday night on SmackDown? I mean, the fact is uh, the Bloodline have been appearing on Raw 
Um, whether or not we'll get the whole Sammy Zayn thing looked, I don't know. Maybe we'll see um, it more focused on the Jay Uso situation and then the deal with Sammy when it comes to SmackDown. I, I'd expect something tonight. Um, I would expect, I definitely think I would expect something tonight. Um, but uh, I will be frustrated if they do leave it up to SmackDown. And again, this is the thing as well when WWE do something right, it makes you excited and impatient to see the next chapter in in you know a rivalry in a story uh, when they do it right it gets you it makes you impatient and you just want to see what comes next and that's exactly how i feel about it. i can't wait to see what what happens next with it uh but you have to say th this from someone who's been a wwe fan since 1986 this has been this whole bloodline sammy Zayn thing it's been one of the best things i've ever ever seen ever oh, okay. Couldn't agree more. I mean, this is old school booking. This is yeah. this is what we grew up with back in the day. I mean, Monday night is, of course, Raw night. We're on the go home uh, now to Monday night Raw. Um, and what have we got to look forward to? Well, uh, WWE has not announced any matches for Raw as of yet. It's believed that Cody's going to make his Raw return tonight. I mean, that has to you know that has to happen. Um, oh, and possible appearances by Logan Paul and edge um wild Rhodes is expected to celebrate his rumble win tonight on raw women's rumble winner rhea ripley will also appear on the show uh that's the next question to ask but the arena has seth rollins and u.s champion austin theory advertised as the dark main event so rhea ripley one question we haven't done yet raw smackdown nxt Right, I don't. I think we can rule out NXT. Yeah, I do. I do. Like, there's two things. Number one, the reason I could see her going for Raw is because this whole Bianca Belair thing. She's the EST of everything. She's the fast S blah blah and all that crap. Um, and yet, no one's dethroned her um, since she won it off of Becky. No one's dethroned her. I think you know. I can see that being an attractive proposition for uh, for Rhea, but. Why not go for the SmackDown Women's Championship and Charlotte Flair, the person who defeated you the last time you competed for, uh, well, when she defended the NXT Championship against uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania a few years, a couple of years back? You know, why not want to go into that match, you know, against the Queen, the, who's apparently supposed to be the best women, uh, woman on the women's roster? I think that, for me, would be the perfect opportunity. And let's not forget, I know some people don't rate Charlotte. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania a couple of years back was actually a very, very good match. Oh, it was. Yeah, it really was. And I'd love to see them again, especially now Rhea's, you know, grown more uh, and she's more established. And now that, she's... And, you know, I want to see if Charlotte can still go properly, you know, and have a proper, proper... A tough match. I, I I would go with that. I would probably go with Rhea versus Charlotte as the better um, opportunity. I mean, I we could actually see Bianca, unfortunately, still holding the title to Royal Rumble, but we could actually see it against Dark Alexa. The, the whole Alexa thing could be f full circle by then. I was about to say, I think they're your two main events. I would agree with you to a degree. I think... Um... I think it will be Bianca versus Dark Bliss, and I think it will be Charlotte versus Ripley, and I'm all for that. I think they are the two matches 
that we want to that we want to see. Um, but Alan Alan's Black doesn't agree. No, no he, Alan doesn't like Charlotte. I hate Charlotte Flair so much. Well, you'll have to let okay. us know why. I mean, I can understand why she's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think she, I think she's all right. I, I, you know, I think she's, I, I, she's decent I, in the I ring. Can, I can see where he's coming from because she has, yeah. she's been thrown down your throats quite a lot. But, you know, the biggest question coming out of the Royal Rumble is not who won the 30 man. It's not who won the 30 woman. It's not even how bad was pitch black. It was who won the prediction league. So as everybody knows on TW, if you've been listening to TWS or if this uh, TSC, not TWS, or if this is, that's David Perrin's throwing me off completely. Um, this is TSC. Um, if you've been listening to TSC over the past few months, you know we've got the Prediction League. It's Stefan versus me. Who can get the most amount of uh, correct predictions? I'm on nine. Stefan's on six. We've only done three pay-per-views before anybody laughs at us. Um, but how did we do? So bearing in mind that we had Dan uh, join us as well, it was out of five. Um, I got one, two, three, four. Uh, Stefan got Stefan got four. Dan got four, and I got five. I got everyone right, even though in the show plan it says that I picked Ricky Starks to win the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that's in it because I did, I did edit that, but I was waiting because the thing was basically Andy had the predictions, and I was trying to listen back on the podcast episode, and I was trying to hear him, but I was having problems uh, with it. And I asked Andy, and then I had to go to an EWE uh, Elite Wrestling Entertainment show last oh, night. So excuses. I didn't get the opportunity to um, to get them off of Andy in time uh, to, to get them put in. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of why it's not done properly on the show plan. Excuses. But anyway, Andy got five, Stefan got four, Dan got four. So the winner of the Prediction League was me. Yay! For now. For now. There's oh. still a long way to go, Andy. We've got a long way to go, pal. Well, Alan Black has come in and answered your question about why he doesn't like Charlotte Flair so much. I hate everything about her, from looks to character to push. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. And that's it. That's our first live show here on TSC. Thanks to everybody who's joined us. Thanks to those who've interacted. Thanks to Alan Black. Thanks to Fran for sending us a voicemail. Don't forget, if you want to send your own voicemail into the show throughout the week, um, you can do. The number is 077-243-12752. Or you can tweet us at WrestlingTSC, or you can Instagram us at TSC Wrestling Podcast. We do also have a Discord that you can join that we're trying to build up, which will be anything from live watch-alongs to community engagement. So we'll put the link in the narrative for both the podcast and for Check this. out our website, too. Uh, we've got Squared. a beautiful new website up and running. It's not bad, actually. SquaredCirclePodcast.com. Uh, we put you the news up there. You've got all the episode archives. There'll be a link to the YouTube plus Rewind, which comes out every day. So you can see what happened on this day back in history. We'll be back. Um yeah, we're going to go Hopefully live again. We're going to try and see if we can uh, roll out an episode this week reviewing what's happened uh, on Raw. And that and uh, and that this week, no guarantees on that. But um, we we will there there is, there is a chance we may actually be making this more of a regular thing where we will actually be going out live every Monday from seven pm. You know, life pending. 
Um, but we will see how it goes. When he, give it when, he back and let when he says life pending, he means me uh, because of my work schedule. So life pending is a nice way of Stefan saying when I can be bothered um, or when my diary permits. It's, it, it will be every week unless I'm traveling, which is maybe once every four weeks, but we'll cover it. We will need to do something about Ventures Day and the preview. So maybe we'll do a quick half an hour this week on podcast, just giving you the predictions for, for Ventures Day. But that's it. Thank you to everyone who has joined us. And thanks for all the support for us going live. It was an off-the-cuff decision at about 10 o'clock last night. Andy likes to do this. He sneaks up. We, we have things planned. And then Andy comes out and goes, oh, I've had an idea. Or, oh, I've been thinking of something. How do you feel about this? And then he'll, he'll pitch it to me. And they're good ideas. We always try something. We always want to write, find the right formula. So give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. I will just say in, 20, in less than 24 hours, we've got all new layouts, all new intros, and all new audio. So, you know, give me some credit. Give me I'll some give credit. You, I'll give you all the credit in the world, my friend. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's good, man. I, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Right, we're going to wrap up. We will see you next week. Stay tuned to all of us on squaredcirclepodcast.com and on the Facebook page at The Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. It's a mouthful, I know. All the links will be in the narrative. Check us out. Interact with us. We love hearing from you. But until next week, see you at the matches. Take care. Goodbye.